Hello, welcome to Don't Wake the Kids, episode 13. I am your co-host, Ryan. And I'm Samantha. This week's episode is called Prequels, Sequels, and the Like. But let's kick it off with, what are we drinking? You go first, because mine is just from California. (laughs) I don't, it doesn't matter. Well. You go ahead. I'm drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon, keeping it classy today with some red wine. Oh. And, uh. Yeah, it's nothing. Usually I feel like we do Northwest stuff, you know. Mine's Northwest. Yeah. Uh, but you usually don't do wine. I know. Oh, no. This is the first wine in the podcast. Yay! Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when mm. I really just am having one of those days, mm. you know, which has happened many days this past year, wine, even more than liquor, wine hits me so fast. Hmm. And I know you think that's crazy. I mean, I I, I, I do think it's odd that, that liquor having that typically higher alcohol content doesn't hit you faster than I wine. drank almost that whole Malibu rum bottle the other day. Way to advertise, love. And it didn't, and it was like, just made me a little sleepy, you know what I mean? Which is not like, anyway, I digress. Becoming, what, what are you doing? Alcohol is anonymous. <laughs> um, I am drinking 10 barrels uh, Pearl IPA. This was recommended to it by a coworker, and I didn't realize it was an Imperial IPA when I bought it, mm. and I'm excited. It was good. It's not bad. I like I like Imperial IPAs. I guess some for me sometimes the Imperial part like it, it it it, it has a, a different kind of uh, body or flavor palette because it's not as tends not to be as like hoppy. All right. Like strong hoppy flavor. Here we go. Okay. Sure. That's all. It's I, an IPA. They all taste the same. It's, uh, it says Pearl IPA. And I just realized, I wonder if it's because it's from the supposed to be from the Pearl District. Yeah. But, well, it's weird because Ten Barrel was from Bend, Oregon, but there's also there's also a brewery in Portland as well. And I'm not sure if it says... Well, look, at there's a picture on it. Does That That's that looks like it's definitely Portland. Is I it? I mean, maybe not. I mean, what mountain is that? Mount Rainier. Mount Hood. Ooh, uh, one uh, of the uh, mountains. Uh-oh. Does it matter? Mm. It's, well, that's what... I mean, I'm just like... It looks... That's Portland. It could be Bend. No, you're no, right. Bend is flatter than that. Mm. Anyway, so uh, a, yeah, what's going on? Uh, what's life? going? On? Yeah. Um, well, because last week we talked about potty training. Mm. Uh, this week, what what is new? What's new? <laughs> I I mean to go to the kids and stuff. So. Well, yeah, I'm trying. That's what I'm. I'm well, trying to think what's new with the kids, and I can't. Well, we could talk about. I mean, remember anything new? Uh, well, I can think of one. All right. Um, although this is, I originally placed this under Week and Geek. I think it kind of falls into what's new with her. We, um, our neighbor, our neighbors, uh, Giuseppe and Stephanie, they, uh, we were invited to talk with a um, toy designer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whose name's David Vonner. He's a an African American toy designer who works for Marvel. You know, right he doesn't work now, for Marvel. He, he, he does Marvel toys, and there therein lies the connection to Marvel. Uh huh. But, but he does different. He works for different toy uh, companies, or he has in the uh, past. I know he has. I thought he said that like that's who he worked with right now. I can't. I, I don't can't know. remember. Um, I guess we should have looked at that more. He's famous for doing the Marvel. Is it Marvel Universe toy line? Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. The three, the three fourths side. They're basically when they then for those that know, um, 
when they decide to shrink the the size of the character to about the um, when they did the whole line where they were about the size of G.I. Joe figures, the smaller G.I. Joe figures, that's kind of where um, that's where he came in, and he did a lot of the designs on those. So it's really cool. Um, I don't really know much about toy design, but it, but I mean, obviously it makes sense that you have to have someone do the the art for it and come up with the yeah. designs and stuff like that. So. Uh huh. That was it. It was so it was so fascinating and interesting because I guess I, which is really dumb, both of us having a background in art and design like why would we not think about you're just excited for the toy you know well i mean i have um i'm not as big a collector as giuseppe is he's definitely like that's his uh, maybe i mean it's i want it's his jam yeah um to which we figured realized once we saw the, the inside of his house on zoom with the towers of toys um i'm not at that point yet my oh, toys are all yet. Pl- like yet I don't see myself going that way. You know, I would be. I'm not against glass cases of what are you call them? Collectibles, toys? collectibles. Because yeah, you know, a lot of times when I'm at the comic book store with you, that's what I look at, and not, it's not necessarily hmm. the toys, but those as well as busts and the statues. The yeah, all those. I think I always thought they're really cool. Um, those the statues and busts tend to be very expensive, so I kind of steer clear. But I do like looking at those them. are NC as gifts and stuff. I'm always like, oh, what would Ryan like, you know? And I a long time ago there was one I like comics that was it was a uh, Thanos. Oh yeah. And I was like, from the comics or from the movie? It was before the movie. Oh, so it must thank be God I didn't buy it because oh my gosh, I wouldn't want that character on my wall. You know what I mean? Why? What do you mean? He's a, he's a villain. Yeah, he's. It's not like you're paying homage to him. You're caused, not building an altar. Spoiler to alert! He Spoilers. caused. I can't even say it. Because uh, maybe some he people he obliterated have, half life. Uh, in you know what he existence. did. You know what he did. We all know what he did. Ryan <laughs> has sucked me in. Do you see? He sucked me in. How did I suck you in? Anyway, the toy design. Yeah, I mean, it was really, you know it's really cool. I think Giuseppe set it up and. Um, it's an opportunity really to uh, just have have our kids um, kind of meet a toy designer because they've been really into into like uh, different kinds of figures, mostly Transformers with Sebastian Atticus, but uh, also um, you know they've also always been into those kind of like kind of action figure kind of things. And and was... Giuseppe gave them a box of <coughs> different different action figures and including. Um, the one special really like the spider. I, tell me what the deal is with that. Okay, so wait. So to, to answer what, figure oh. it's Spider Man. He's a symbiote Spider Man, basically. Because <laughs> how that works is he's the, actually the first one that gets the suit, right? Remember, he after Spider Man. Spider Man after the Secret Wars, he gets the suit in the in the movies. If you remember, this alien sludge right. attaches him to the pick Peter Parker. Uh-huh. Peter Parker has a moral compassing realignment and says yeah. he doesn't need him anymore. And he rips him off, and oh, then and then he finds a new host, right? Because the suit's alive. Uh huh. It's a symbiotic. But it, yeah. Okay. So it's exactly what. Because when I said it's Venom, you're like, no, it's Spider Man. Well, no, like, well, no. He wasn't called Venom. Well, then what is Venom? Venom is the the unity of the 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 symbiotic suit and Eddie Brock together. They create. All right. Venom. Eddie Brock is the his like bully or whatever. Yeah, like the competition. 
in, okay. in the movies played by what's his face um, from that 70s show the lead guy he was famous and stuff what was he the lead guy oh right right um, that name? guy yeah mm-hmm. we all know him <laughs> we, you, we don't have to say it's his name because you know what we're talking yeah. yeah that guy um, oh, it was just Ooh, there. It was just me. there. Okay. <laughs> I Anyways. can't actually think about anything else. Well, Sebastian's favorite was that one because he because he likes Venom. Um, and and I don't think he has a lot of experience where that he knows that uh, that suit belonged to Peter Parker first. Blah blah blah. Apparently, neither did I. You know that? Well, I knew it belonged to Peter Parker, but when I say Venom, I'm thinking of the Sludge guy. So the key difference you say is body type, like size, like Venom's more bulky. For some reason, uh-huh. but also Venom's also has an opening mouth, teeth, mm, and yeah, you know. with the tongue. Yeah, um, so that's Eddie Brock, right? So Venom was designed by one of my favorite artists, Todd McFarlane. That right, and there, and he did Spawn. Right, so there's a lot of crossovers. Sure. Anyways, that was symbiosis. A toy. One might say. What was Tiny's favorite toy? Yeah, uh, he liked the thing. Mm. I think that was and original Iron Man. Which I appreciate. Yeah, because they had both OG. Well, yeah, well, like a nineteen seventies Iron Man, I guess. Because the original Iron Man was like that, that uh, silver suit, the Mach One, Mach, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, but I and mean, then, but it, in it, the comic books, did he fly around in the Mach One? And if he did, was it for so long that that became Iron Man, or was it like was here's my first suit? Right, that was his first right. suit. Right. So what? I, yeah, I right. would say you're right. Like that's mm-hmm. the that the so that he picked the one that he's most known for from for like yes. a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool. Like, and those are the toys that this uh, that uh, David designed, um, and so it was kind of interesting to kind of see. Like, to see the product and then to meet the person who created the product mm-hmm. was really cool. And to hear the stories that, you know, like, just the process that they go through, the even, like, the voice acting, which I didn't even think was a thing, or designing the mm. the the box, like, what went, you know, like, that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, right. Like, yeah. they had to get, you know, writers and, like, go through the comics. And, and he talked about how it was kind of actually became... The toys kind of leading the stories, which was interesting because at one time Marvel was, you know, bankrupt and and people were still buying the toys. And that's, you know, like kind of it's it's full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the voice where I was saying the voice acting was for certain toys that like the one what's the one that one he was talking about. Um, Galactus. Yes. Like the Galactus says certain things and right. So like, and, yeah, and here and for those who are nerdy, the they might know, this is the reference I I initially heard of David Bono was that he was the creator, or designer of the the Galactus figure mm-hmm. for for Comic Con, which is I even knew about that somehow, even though I'm not really big into collecting those toys. Um, and it was it was, uh, it was really cool because like you know that that was like the you know this thing you could you could buy is is exclusive to Comic Con, but um, just the the work that goes into like you said the packaging, the making sure that he that he decided which um, style of each figure, like mm-hmm. from like which part of Marvel history they were going to pull that figure from and why. Um, and he also told us little stories about how he's pushing to find push certain characters who were uh, like um, people of color. You know, here's the color. Here's the HOC. Uh, Is that going to catch on? 
I don't know that it should. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. That's not bad. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And and we kind of, we talked about that a lot. We talked about, you know, um, that some, like, what's awesome about a lot of comic book characters is that they're being black or, you know, brown, any mm. kind of, you know, person of color isn't isn't their story like doesn't that's not what defines them a lot of times you know like it's like black panther or storm like they're just doing cool stuff you know saving people i mean of course they have backstories like you know i don't know if the one i read my the one which one did you tell what's the um that one series that i read was storm x-men the one it was like a specific Ultimate X-Men? Yes. If that focused more on, like... Because, I mean, it talked more about... like I don't know where, where that lines up in the actual X-Men, you know, our universe. It's a, it was an alternate universe. That. Yeah, but I don't know if they talked about, you know, her origins. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's been, it's been a while. Um, I'm not sure if they really delved too much into her in the Ultimates of, of her... They did in the Ultimates. I'm talking about in... You're oh, this, in the regular in Marvel six one six universe, which is sure. the authentic universe. Uh huh. All right. But when, when you talk about her origins, yeah, yeah it becomes a, it's a huge. Um, I almost said selling point, but I was gonna, what I meant was like it's a huge attraction to Storm's character. Is <coughs> just the, her origin, like she's like uh, considered an African goddess because she can control the weather. So they had no. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about like stuff like you know black trauma you know what i mean like all of these things especially right now like you, you know all these here's a movie about slaves here's a movie about oppression you know like here and it just gets after a while so i just don't want to watch that stuff anymore i, I heard it's not i don't well okay. that's what i'm saying like i don't the, know like storm just controls the weather and she, she's cool and she's on she you falls know. in line with kind of black panther right and that's in, and that's folks. what we talked yeah. about and yeah. like that and he even brought up spawn and how you know like people didn't even really i don't know if it, it wasn't a big deal that spawn was a black guy, or maybe people didn't know, well, or like you know. Yeah, they. I mean, people who read Spawn knew, but but other people like because part of the thing is that when he's Spawn, yeah. he has no skin, uh-huh. <laughs> like he's a zombie. Yeah, and I knew of Spawn, but he had, just hit what he looked like but his in family. posters yeah. and stuff like that. But I would never know anything about him except what he looked like as Spawn. And I mean, I've read a chunk of Spawn. I'm not sure how much of that. I, like like you said, it racial. Issues didn't seem to really come up as much in Spawn, if I recall. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But that's what he was kind of talking yeah. about. It was just an interesting conversation. Um, and it was really cool, and the boys got to ask him questions. Well, mm-hmm. mostly Sebastian. What was, and his, then, what was the question? you remember something? Was it how do you... He asked how he, how he designed them. like what he, And so he talked about how he started by a sketch, you know. Yeah. And Sebastian loves to draw, and so like that was cool to him. And then... He asked, like, how, you know, like, if he was the one who sculpted them, you know, he had, I thought he had some good questions for he a six-year-old. It was good. Um, the sculpting ones, I don't remember. Uh, and before I forget, he, in the toy line he was involved with, he, he, they put, they used his face for War Machine, oh, yeah. which was really cool. Uh-huh. That's the and best, that that's a highlight a, for me. And that's a cool story because, you know, with the Terrence Howard oh, yeah, go. in Iron Man, so you'll know if you've seen the first Iron Man, which we all have, 
um, that Terrence Howard was the first war machine. Not my fa favorite, I gotta say. And because of Robert Downey Jr.'s, where his past, which, like, I mean, I remember him on Ally McBeal. I know he was into drugs and alcohol, but who wasn't? And, like, but I guess <laughs> he was, like, ruined in Hollywood. So when he came back as Iron Man, he was paid less than Terrence Howard. His human stock was lower than that of Terrence Howard. That's, which is, like, okay, what did Terrence Howard do? He did stuff before then. Like, I, I don't, I don't I'm, I I'm not a big... I McBeal. What can you I'm say? I'm not sure if I'm a big hater of Terrence Howard because of the situation, because I'm not sure how much it was Terrence Howard or how much it was it was his agent, you know? No, Terrence Howard, I've heard, is... I mean, okay, I've never met him, but you know what I'm saying. The word, word on, on the, the street. street slash the internet, which is, is very valuable that we got word from the internet. But, no... And, but basically, he wanted... He got paid more money than Iron Man, and when Iron Man was... Or, than Tony Stark... Then... Robert Downey Jr., yikes. You called him and, Tony Stark? Yeah. And, and then um, in the second movie, you know, now Robert Downey Jr. is like, all right, you know, like everybody's like, okay, that movie did well. Obviously, let's pay the main guy the most money. And Ter Terrence Howard wanted even more money than him, and they didn't want to do that. And so I, I don't know who it was, he said, who was like, you know, we need, we need somebody that looks like this and held up the... The doll was, that yeah. Designed. So it was around that time. It must have been between Iron Man One and Iron Man Two that they were designing the War Machine toy. Or and that they, they had already it had already been out. Yeah, and like, yeah, because I think the whole thing was they they looked at the toy like, well, let's get someone who looks like who, that, right? And it, that was and it was the designer. Yeah, they had used his face for the model, and that's funny because I was like, I yeah, I'm like yeah, Don Cheadle, that makes sense, you know. I I and who doesn't love Don? I do like you know what Don Cheadle is great. He's great. Um. He actually he did, and he did, he did a lot with that character. Uh -huh. It's hard to say because like we, Terrence Howard had one movie versus like. But I've seen Terrence Howard in you know a couple things. And it could have been interesting. He's always Terrence Howard. No, I'm those sorry. Are, those Not, what if situations yeah. like what if Edward Norton had stuck around? Oh. You know, I it'd be interesting. I liked Edward Norton. I did too. Wait, who was the next guy? Hulk. No. Who was after Edward Norton? I'm blanking on it. Oh, no. I'm also blanking. This I know is, there was... We can't do names when we're doing... Eric... Alcohol. Eric Ban... Ban... Eric Banna was the original... The, per, the original one. Well... In, in, in yeah. just Hulk. And then it was... Incredible Hulk. Who was it? Which is Edward Norton. And then it was... And then it was... Oh, I can see it him, It wasn't too. Mark Ruffalo? It was Mark Ruffalo. Oh, all right. He's the Hulk. Sure. Right now that we, yeah, I could, you know what, bring, shown how bring, bad bring Edward Norton back. No, yes, I like it's Mark Ruffalo did a great job. I like Mark Ruffalo, but especially, he, I mean, he really like we first see him in Avengers. He's kind of, you know, what ruins it for me is hmm. when I hear them talk in real life. It's hard for me to you separate. Get weird, you get weird with with Mark Ruffalo I'm not because sure why. he's he's kind of full of himself. Uh, is he? How do you know? Uh, from his interviews. Listen to you. What? Listen to you. I feel like you should at least pretend to be humble. You know uh, what I mean? I okay. mean, anyway. That was a fun thing. Um, I, I didn't record that whole conversation, but in that conversation, there was some stuff that he had talked about that he didn't want to get out. So we're just going to hold on to that. Yeah. Maybe sometime in the future we can uh, use clips for that and share that with you guys. But yeah, that was that's kind of what was new with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we jump into This Week in Geek? Yes. Okay. Let's go. I am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you. 
Okay, so let's catch up with WandaVision out the bat. What is it, episode f- four? No, five. Five, I think. Episode yeah. five was the last episode. Um, it was... What did you think of episode? No, you go. Well, it, it was interesting because it was the first episode that was both part, partly in Wanda World, WandaVision, and partly on the outside world as well. It was half and half. Wasn't the other one like that? The one preceding it was mostly it was out of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, and this was kind of like you get this kind of see like they're they're trying to um, communicate with Wanda and and as she's. I thought the coolest part of the episode for me was just this interesting dialogue with where Vision seems to become self-aware that Wanda's messing with stuff, and he and and Vision has become this moral compass. The robot. Mm-hmm. So, which is he was also kind of supposedly be the moral compass in Civil War as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, except that he was not Team Cap. Which, if you're not Team Cap, you're on the wrong side what of the was, moral what, score. What was he was pro registration? Captain America. No, Vision was pro registration. Captain America was anti registration because it, he said he didn't like people controlling where the, he didn't want like the idea that government could determine where the superheroes go. Determine um, whether yeah. superheroes are worthy to go into another country. And and Tony Stark of all people wanted the appeal of the pro registration was safeguards so that people so that kind of like how everything else is in, it, it's Americanized. It's like it's uh it's insured. It's making sure that we don't there's certain boundaries that we yeah, don't so go Vision into. Vision wanted to be everyone even be registered. Vision just saw that. Without registration, it could lead to a lot more catastrophes because the whole beginning of that movie was that Wanda accidentally, in defending Captain America, destroys a building full of people by accident. Yeah, which I have problems with, but all right. And this one you also got that, I mean, they're really selling that Wanda is hugely uh, powerful in this right. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and here's where I'm at. I don't, I think that. I don't believe Juan is doing this all by herself. I believe there is someone else that, that is playing the chess pieces against her. And whether they're, I don't know if they're controlling her, but they're they're you're doing it again with your hand. They're they're trying to pull her. They're they're creating the situation, the negative situation, so to cause this. Incident. I believe there's someone else playing puppet master behind the scenes. I believe that she's doing a lot of the controlling, but I think someone's influencing influencing her. That's what this say, influencing her. And my guess is something with is it Abigail or Agatha or what's her name? Um, Agnes. Agnes. I think I think. She, or her, was that the lady in the comic? Book? No, Agnes is the the one in the, movie, in the okay. show. I think mm-hmm. she's the one. She's her or that that military guy that we are the head of sword. Hmm. I think one of those two people no. are have their hands in He's the cookie jar. He's just a dum dum. He's not. He doesn't have. I don't think he. Well, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. There's been a lot of, like, conjecture of what's going on. But my guess is, is it's when not... When you say, do you think manipulated or whatever, do you think that she's... How much manipulated is she? I think someone took advantage of her sorrow, and someone lined up to certain situations so that she is compelled to do this thing. I think... Well, there's a lot of things, like, so you get to see the fact that one of the things that... Spoilers. One of the things that you see is that she... Um, breaks into sword and steals vision back. But if you notice, vision is like torn apart mm-hmm. and on these tables. I think, and that was pointed out is that well, if that means that this com- this sword had the body. What mm-hmm. were they doing with the body? 
Well, like for any so government would do. Make weapons. Or just study them. And yeah, probably at the end of the day, it's for money and to sell stuff. I'm sure sell weapons, make weapons, sell things. But so you think that she's mostly manipulated? What's her your, her perception? I think she had a, a more like a, 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 what do you call it? A, a crisis or she had a... Um, Mental breakdown? Some sort of, breakdown. She's, a, a, she, she's having to deal with all the guilt and and loss of vision and and loss of a lot of things. Um, like I, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. I think she's dealing with a lot of loss and this and this. She wants some the 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 thing that they're trying to sell us on is that she wants this normalcy, right? That she wants to have mm-hmm. this this um, atomic family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you mean nuclear family? nuclear family. Mm-hmm. There it is. I get where you went though. Um, and it's kind of becoming that though, isn't it? I don't. I feel like that that's too rap easy to. I, here, also, I don't think Marvel owned by Disney is going to take their second female lead and turn her into a villain. Okay, and I'm going to say if that's the case, that she's being manipulated and kind of controlled, then that is going to infuriate me beyond all belief. Oh, why? Because that is my main problem with her character from the movies, from the beginning. She is one of the most powerful uh, superheroes, or whatever you want to call her, ever. Mm -hmm. She could have killed Thanos by herself, which they say in the show. Um. Which, I will note that I noted for you, pissed off, what's her name, Captain Rambo, because her mom died. Mm-hmm. And so I feel she kind of feels like, you know, she felt in that moment, if if uh, she had, if Scarlet Witch or whatever, Wanda had uh, ha- actually... Not Wanda, uh, Captain Marvel. If Captain Marvel had killed Thanos, then... Her mom, she would have at least been around because she got blipped out. So she would have been around for the last three years. If Captain Marvel had showed up before Thanos killed everyone. If Captain Marvel had killed Thanos. Yeah, pre-blip. Right. Right. Then, you know, she would have not missed the death of her mom. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it will be later, I'm sure. Um, But if the whole, that's my frustration with her character is that she's always seems like the avengers or whatever have her come out and do stuff when like it's convenient mm-hmm. and then she accidentally blows something up which i call bs i don't think that would have happened you know because she is very powerful um like she's now controlling like a whole town town and like every you know what i mean but she let all these people in the building die like you know what i mean she brought back her brother. I mean, we don't know, but come Wait, on, you what, know what I'm saying. When do you see all the people in the building? We talking about the one that got her in trouble. Yeah, in the movies. Uh huh. Okay. They've always like made her out to be this like little girl character, like this. It's you know, I just don't like it. And if that's the case, that she's being manipulated again, and she's just being held hostage again, I will lose it. Well, okay, so you know, in the way that's normal when you're watching a show, not like into actual Wanda in the comics and I guess kind of in the movie they kind of get trying to get that I think what they're trying to get across is that that her power so powerful it sometimes controls her it's she's not completely that's different than being controlled by what you're saying other people you said possibly the dum-dum I don't think someone's like mentally controlling her no but you said that they're using her or like I think they're manipulating manipulate that's the same thing if you're letting yourself no yes when I say manipulation like something on the lines of how in Spider-Man Far From Home that Peter was manipulated into giving up uh, Tony Stark's tech to 
Mysterio. Spoilers! Right. right, and that would be ridiculous. <laughs> is what I, I know what you mean by manipulated, and I will say again, if that's the case, it will be stupid. Because she is more powerful than that, and plenty of other superheroes, or whatever, oh. which sounds weird that I'm even getting so... You know, heated about mm-hmm. this, <laughs> but plenty of other. How many of them watched their parents die, or you know, like whatever else have happened to them? They've all been through traumatic situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that. So her trauma, I don't feel rivals or is greater than anybody else's. That, and they've been able to just be a legit superhero and like out there in the front lines fighting while she's in some room somewhere and now she's being like manipulated by some other. No, that is, no. I think, now maybe there is some other things involved that we don't know. They're probably, like I had the feeling that, you know, she was, that maybe it's grief, which, and I don't think that would make her a villain. If it's grief, if you died, and I don't care what people said or what you said, mm-hmm. if you said, don't bring me back, if I had the power to do that, I'd be like, well, we could talk about that after I, you know, deny his wishes. I don't care. That is what you would do. And that if she had the power to do that, then, you know, and I, you know, like I get, that it doesn't make, make her, her, no, it doesn't make her villain. It makes her, But she's like, controlling, like, even this episode, like. You're controlling all these people and you're hurting them. They're, she's actually hurt physically. She's but she might not know that. She might not know. And I don't. I don't know if she knew until then that like her controlling their minds would be hurting them physically. She's the one doing it. How would she know what that feels there, like? So there's a couple things that made me think that she's not 100 percent in control. Well, yeah, but at the end there, when she was like, you know you think I'm doing this and controlling people's dentist appointments and do that. Like there was a moment where, you know, there was some truth, I think, in what she was saying. She's like, I don't even know how I got here. Like, I don't think she's fully doing it on purpose and like trying to like hurt people because she wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that her grief is controlling a lot of what okay, she does. Okay, how is that difference from my thing in the sense that I think there's someone Because you playing, said there's playing. somebody, you think there's... Outside sources, like a group of government people, not manipul- government. Whatever I don't know if it's government it is. or what, but whatever. I, a villain. And I'm saying no. I don't think. I think it's mostly her grief, not some other guy mm. manipulating her. It's just that in all the MCU, isn't mostly heroes and villains? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's not like. What is the the hero ultimately the cause of of the badness that happens? But this hasn't been that bad. It's not like anybody's died. You know what I'm saying? No one's died. You're right. No one's died yet. It's not. I wouldn't say. The dog died. Yeah. And that made me question azaleas. Like, do dogs, should, should we, should people not have those in their yards? You know what I mean? I think it's actually how the dog dies in the comic too. So that's something to look up. Um, Something to Google. One of the things that like, I, I have been giddy about as I'm watching the series is, is, has, as they've introduced the the boys, mm-hmm. her children, mm-hmm. and how they've been kind of jumping ahead in, uh-huh. in age, um, she even says in this one like she she like she doesn't have full control over them. Either from the very beginning, she's trying to get them to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. She's still not able to do, to do that. That but that's why I think part witch, right? But I think Agnes, whatever her name is, she's the one who's like. Because there's a whole part like, um, do you want me to start over again? Yeah, she definitely She's knows. aware. She's way more aware than anybody else. There is something about that. But uh, both Vision and... But she's also scared of her. 
is she? Mm, yeah. Was there an episode where we where the, the, we have that that she is afraid? I, I I don't get that impression from her at all. Well, they, when they were trying to, her and her neighbor were like, you know, we should tell them, and she's like, no, don't tell them. Like they were, they About... they looked afraid, and but they like, were ten... even when she said, should I do that again? Like, you know, like she's trying to make it go the way that I don't know. I'm not sure. But I have itchy feelings about that one. I think I don't think that has anything to do with the kids. I think the kids are part of her and their magic. But I think the kids, much like and Vision, I'm gonna put them together. Is that she has created them into existence? She has willed them into existence, and in doing so, they don't necessarily, for some reason, aren't aren't completely under her control. Because she, of course, if she was if she was, that may I don't even know why we're talking about this. Because well, we know that she's controlling. Yeah, the but people. they're her kids. It's like our we willed our kids into existence almost, uh, and they're you know we can't control what they do either. You know what I'm saying? It's just they're a part of us. But no, but the it, difference is if she's at this like if she's like the writer or director of this event. But they are not. They're from the outside. All three of them. The children are not. The children are, and when I say the outside, they're not a part of this town. Like her vision and the she's kids. added them to the right. town. Uh huh. Yeah, and she created them but they're also magic she's obviously more powerful than them but they are also witches they're witches they're all witches she's a witch everyone they're all witches so vision's a witch i mean you know what i'm saying no them they're her kids Uh uh-huh yeah so why would she have control over them why wouldn't she have control over them she created them do you have control over your but kids? It's not the same thing. It's not like I'm. I'm saying like she, whereas everyone else, she's manipulated. I'll give it. I'm gonna make you a good analogy. Remember Bewitched? Vaguely. She had kids, and they were also magic. I know that. So was she, because they're witches. It's just like that. Is, did, wait, did she wish them into existence? No, no. That she had that, kids with the colonel. What? No, that's I Dream of Genie. Oh, we gotta go back and get. But who's she married to then? Darren. Okay, so the, he's a man. He's just a moral man. But he's man. the father of the yes, children. Yes. Uh huh. Well, I'm saying she didn't. She didn't twinkle her nose in the, the kids show. The, that doesn't matter. That's actually the key no, of my argument. That's, yeah, but it, you're you're trying to equate like people like having biological children and. You know her wishing them into. However, just pretend that that's biological. You know what I'm but saying? But I can pretend it's biological. You can. Your mind's not lit. It's like when we tell Sebastian when he's in music class <laughs> that he can. You know the music teacher says just listen to the song and draw what what you think the song looks like, and he loses his mind because he's like I don't know what to draw. That's your. That's where your. How block do you draw is, a song? That's where your block is. Right How do you now. do it? You have to accept that she had kids. Because they're from her, they're also magic. She chose to put, to, you know, have these two kids and they have her powers. Probably not her full powers, but obviously they have a lot of power. And, you know, she could control them as well as any, you know, as well as any, like, witch can control their kids. But you know what I'm saying? You look very puzzled. I'm still there, but, like, it's because, it's like the difference between, like, her... Um, when you give well, like, the difference between like our kids and her having her kids, it, there's a distinct difference. I mean, like our kids, like are out of you know, like we we we're as everyone else, we're just parents and we're trying to raise them as people. Whereas like her kids, it's almost like she built them out of Legos. But you know she did it. She was pregnant. 
She wished but herself she, to be pregnant. Right. Uh, so it's it kind of like Mary. So it's like picture that. I don't want to say that one is but like I'm Mary But I'm just saying sure. like, you know, like it doesn't matter how they were conceived, whether it be mm. divine or her twitching her nose or whatever. They came out and mm-hmm. they are real, which they've established because they said that in the show, that they're real. So I don't know why you keep questioning. No, they are real. I right. think they are real. Well, you don't have to think it because they said it. They said exactly. There are no kids in there. Oh, and they didn't think that they were real. And she said, no, those kids are real. I was there. Okay. Qu- quick, you know, like, pause, though. They said there's no kids in the entire town. Right. How likely is that? Well, I don't know about that, but that has nothing to do with what we're. Well, talking I mean, about. it's the whole weird situation is that they, they is from the was the first the second episode was a magic act, right? Mm, yeah. So in a magic act, uh, that's another person I thought that might be in control was uh, what's her face from Buffy, mm-hmm. because her and all the townsfolk were t- like literally like, "Where's the kids? Let's have kids." They they I they, thought they were doing that for like the school. It was like for the school fundraiser. What right. school? There's no kids. Right. 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 Um, it's for the kids, but they, there's a part where they, the entire audience says something like, for the kids, or it's like they say something mm-hmm. like that, and the whole subliminal thing, I think, of that was like, it was trying to um, project that in the future, they're gonna ha- she's going to have kids. That she, to tell her to, to have kids. You see what I'm saying? I think there was, there's there's that manipulation part. I think someone's trying to give her, like, that hints. Has, yeah, okay. Sure. That's all. But she, but, no. I, someone's giving her hints? No. Yes. You're... No. Manipulating her. No. Okay. No. Well, one of us will be right, and it'll be me. It won't be you, babe. You don't... You, you're you adorable when you watch movies and stuff. I, I don't understand where you come we up with We spent a lot of time ideas. on this on this particular... Because it's very frustrating to me how you don't, like... Listen, you're like, it's okay. I don't, it's like, if, so if you adopt kids, uh-huh. they don't come from you. Sure. But they're still real. Right, but the difference... They are real. Unlike how she magicked these people into existence. See, and that's where you can't get over. It doesn't matter if she magicked them or if a sperm met an egg and the whole bit after <gasps> that took place. Spoilers on how babies are born. My gosh. That's just how they're made. Okay. Like the beginning. Didn't Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, I, I, some... Well, obviously, she, they've already established, so you can let go of this, that they are real mm. and that... They are a part of her, and they have her own powers. They're the ones phasing what up, about, and she asked them not what to. What about Vision, then? Well, same. Vision, obviously, they showed him as a corpse, So, and then she had to refocus her when she gets all distracted, or when she's at it, you know, that all happened during that time when mm. she kicked Monica Rambo out, and then she saw him as what he probably looks like to everybody else, so, you know, a corpse of Vision, and she had to, like... So I'm sure she's put her like his you know she worked her mind magic on on him and to put his personality into him but who even knows with that but if his personality is is his it's from the outside world and um so it's not the same as all these people that are being controlled well he doesn't have any memories of Anything beforehand? No, but because he did. Her, his memories are based off her memories. My guess, no. You think? Well, she she magic his personality in there. It's what it's the personality that she's familiar with. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I wanted to get the. I mean, According to you, I don't know. I thought that those three characters seem to be out of out of her ability to, to control. 
right? Yes. Although I kind of, I kind of feel like she has a little bit more control of her vision in some sense. But he's become not really. I'm like, there's that part where they look like they're gonna fight. But that was happening from the beginning that he was like, you know, questioning things, and then it was like, but we thought that she was questioning them too, but then she still just kept going along. You know what I mean? Like oh, what's this on the calendar? And like, oh, I don't know. Like, we're like, oh, she doesn't know either. But after each episode is like, oh, he's beginning. Like he said the thing about email. So right. you're like, okay, obviously he has some sort of recollection of our of the real reality, you know? I think th- that recollection is her recollection. That's what I'm saying. He only knows about email because she knows about email. I think you're adding things that don't that aren't there, because I think she's starting to lose control over the whole thing, mm-hmm. and that's when he started remembering stuff. I don't think it has to be, you know, just what she knows. You know what I mean? You have to. Of you, of I think all it has. Peop- you of I think all it comes people from all. who can believe that Superman could even be killed in the first place or whatever. Like Superman can be killed. It, you're willing to suspend your disbelief for th- all of this comic book stuff, and this has got you're like, no, this is, it this must is, be real. This is how this com- is because you because the comic world, like any other created world, has created rules and boundaries and and things in which the 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 people in, inside that world exist and how they live by. You know, not necessarily. I mean, like, why what? is there so much damn Krypton on Earth? Uh, Luther. Uh, it has synthetic krypton. So it's not all krypton. So how does he get synthetic krypton? But this, this is what I... Krypton? Really? <laughs> really? I... <laughs> Anyways, I, wanted really? To get, I really want to talk about... What did you think about the... the well, I don't want to... I just know. Base. I want to tell you that you are wrong. Okay, but about, I'm right. Though. You're not. And I don't understand why you don't you don't see it. You know, it's frustrating. I'm wrong about what though? Like your your focus. You think that vision is only like from her perspective. Like it has to be. It has to be. If she's this, if she. So can, you're saying because he no crea- no no no, she, no don't interrupt. The, they're if like she, free radicals. Stop interrupting again. If if she you can me, if she can, no I was talking. If she <laughs> can bring people back from the dead, uh-huh. you don't think she has the power to. Um, what Caitlin said, our friend, you know, like she's acting like the Mind Stone, basically. Mm-hmm. So that gives him. So you believe that there's some little rock that can give an AI all of this like personality, and they can, you know, learn to love and like become a human, basically, you know, go way beyond their AI. Uh-huh. But she can't do that. When you've said that she's the most that powerful, she can't do what she can't, she can't do, do what? what a little. Well, first of all, you're like, well, there's the rules of of the world and blah blah blah, and then there's a little rock that's yellow that could be put into somebody's head, mm-hmm. and he comes from a computer, and now he knows how to do to be a human. Basically, he's both human and AI, and and that's fine. But you don't think that she can do that with her powers? act like the Mind Stone was to him. He doesn't have to have only her memories. You know what I'm saying? Or only, you know, like she's starting to lose control at this point and stuff's breaking through, including him. It, But that's been happening from the beginning. Well, he's had the most 
it, well, it wasn't until this episode that we saw that Vision has was starting to question. No, nope, he was starting to question when? things in the very beginning. With what? You Remember how they how every time like when the beekeeper came out and he's like, "What's that?" or when she was pregnant and he's like, "Wait, what?" And then she's like, she kept being fine with that. Oh, oh, I, I was pregnant five minutes ago and now I'm giving birth. And he was like, uh, trying to talk to the doctor. Wait, why is this happening? Like, the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't go along. He wasn't go. He was starting to be like, something's not right. He questioned the beekeeper guy that came up. And then, and then it all, but they then cut she, it out then of she, the whole well, thing. she fixed it. Right. Because she's a control. But as, as, t- yes, but as time is going on, she's losing control. That doesn't mean okay. he only so remembers. You think, so that, so your premise is that, that she's just losing control That's over, why the, over the things she created. Over the whole situation. Okay. What? Anyway, what, we've been talking about this way too long. Well, what did you think about the, 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 the last part of that episode? What was it? The I mystery forgot. guest that showed up. Oh. Nice. I called that, by the way. Remember? That it was that... I was like, remember, I was like, oh, this will be like it's. Well, yeah, we obviously we knew he was gonna. But I didn't come know. Back. Was, I didn't know it was that act that yeah. incarnation. It's funny because that's the one who I pictured. Really? Yes. I really like the other guy better. Well, there's actually no reason to like him better because he went and got himself killed almost at the very beginning. So I don't know at how the you could even. Yeah. So I don't know how you could like literally the end of the movie. And and the reason why I pictured the other one better is because I felt like they or first is that I felt like they did a better job of. Well, he's had more movies. Yeah. Well, but I, thought, I don't know. Not that that one scene that he's in where he's going super fast and like knocking bullets out like they're moving super slow like that whole scene that's the only scene i remember from that movie that this right what, in, in x-men right yeah and then like so when that guy you know what's his name i don't know pietro maximo no the actor when he gets killed in one of the events something i think um, I'm like really like you've I've already seen that other guy with all the bullets and I like I don't believe now that that he would just be killed by bullets like I I some big bad guy from space sure but wait wait, not... wait 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 you talking about Avengers yeah so you're confusing two movies no I'm not he didn't knock bullets out right the other actor Did, who yes. showed up yes so when that happened when I was watching Avengers. I was all I didn't believe it because I watched X Men and I was like, Oh well Quicksilver's so fast, he's already he's been shot at a bunch of times by multiple people and he just listens to his headphones and walks around like it's nothing. So when he was killed for no good reason out of nowhere by a bullet, I'm like They gave Quicksilver I would say more powers in X Men series than they did in Avengers series. Well, that's not my fault. That is their problem. Then don't like realize <laughs> but that character realize in Avengers couldn't do that. That realize your audience has already if they like if they're married to somebody who wears all the shirts, they've already seen all of those movies. So let's not mess with continuity. But they're two different franchises. It doesn't matter because you would be in line at all the franchises right in the front. I was in line. Right. So obviously their their audience Uh-huh. Is not gonna buy Quicksilver Beam. I I thought he was gonna. I kept expecting him to come back. I'm like, that's BS. I there's no way. Just, there's no way. I need to watch that movie. Can I? I have a question. Maybe you remember this. How did Jarvis's personality get into the body of Vision? Do you remember? 
I remember how the Mind Stone got into No, Vision. something with a robot. Can't remember. Well, Vision's whole point was that Ultron made Vision to... Basically, that was going to be his new body. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone stopped downloading it. They stopped the download, mm-hmm, so it wasn't mm-hmm. complete. And somehow... Oh, wait, no. That was it. Tony Stark put this gem into his head, and that's what it created. Of course he did. He put... He put Jarvis in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My question was, what, 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 what do you think is going to happen with this um, Quicksilver showing up the, in the in the show? Like, what does that mean? Like, what is the point of that? What? I don't know. I mean, it means she's got her brother back, but she she wasn't even, she like, you could tell that she wasn't aware that right. that was, mm-hmm. she was aware that wasn't the same person. Yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like it's all, like it's 100% Wanda. I do think there's some other things at play. I just don't feel like She's being run like some sort of a robot or something. Oh, I don't think she's been run like a robot. I'm sorry, not like in that or, sense of control. Or, or I believe she's being manipulated. Manipulated to where she's like some little idiot who can't like, you know, figure things out for herself. I don't like that at all. When would you see? I just, you know what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah, I'm still confused on how much sense of control you think she has, but that's fine. I would say if I'd give it a percentage, I'd say eighty percent. Okay. That last twenty percent seems key. Well, that that doesn't really. That's not my problem. All right, and that's been this week in geek. So for our topic, what what did we call it again? Prequels, sequels, and the like part one. Um. Because we talk too much about WandaVision, let's be honest. Uh, so, the other day, just the right amount. as you are, maybe in the next, like, we should just, the next one, we should just dedicate. How many, anyway, I wish they just would have put them all out at once. You know, I don't like waiting. I like waiting. It creates anticipation. I don't want anticipation. I want to be have it on my terms, you know what I mean? See, here we're doing it again. Okay, so this week, just tonight. We finished book five mm-hmm. of the Narnia series with Sebastian. I want to say Atticus, but he's always asleep within one page. Um, and uh, there was a part. So we've been reading. I don't know if anybody, if how many of you have read the Narnia series, but there's seven books. And originally it started off with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And... But later, after C.S. Lewis died, I don't know when it was, but when at some time that they republished um, the books, they put him to, and the one we got is like put in a whole, a whole huge book of all the books, and um, they changed the order, and so the order that we have is you start off is is chronologically based on when the books or when Kirsten book the yeah the timeline in in the books instead of when they were written and released so my uncle who gifted me those books that set when I was a kid he told me he rearranged them in this so it was a long time ago but he arranged that rearranged them in the way that they should be written based off of how C.S. Lewis wrote them and I was, so that's how I've been reading them to Sebastian and um then there came a point the other night where um, Sebastian was like, 
I'm, I'm confused because I thought, um, you know, Lucy particular, this is who he was asking about. I thought she wasn't in Darnia anymore. I thought she, I, you know, she couldn't come back or, you know, he was very confused. And I'm like, that's when I started thinking maybe, maybe for kids, this, the order that they re-release them in makes sense because for kids, it's which they were written for, it's hard to, you know, especially because they're like, you know, it's written for kids back in World War One. Like, their language is different. So, I don't, why are you looking at me like that? Um, I will have a question, so you go What's ahead. your, just, what's your question? Because, um, I was always told to read the order in which they were published. Right. That's what so the we're book, doing. the book that that you, that he took issue with was, was the horse. Book the horse. five. Which one was that? The horse and a horse and his boy. A horse and his boy. So in that, the just the stories that takes place along uh, between Chronicles and or the Lion Witch and the Wardrobe. Not it takes even playing. between. Not it takes place between. in the very end of Lion Witch Wardrobe because before the end before of... they jump out. Yes. Of of the. Of Narnia. Narnia, yeah. Uh-huh. Out of the wardrobe. Um, why, you having read that, why do you think C.S. Lewis wrote that story? I'm asking this, I have not read all the Chronicles of Narnia. So, what was the purpose of going, revisiting that era? I mean, I would say it was like in any... I mean, you could, this already opens it up to like Lord of the Rings, same thing, you know, uh, yes, it's when, you know, the author is writing, first of all, they're a grown man, whether they're writing it for kids or not, they're just writing this, you know, this whole story and they can jump around wherever they feel like, you know, they want to go, but, and maybe kids back then could follow it a little better. You know, it's easy for me as an adult, but as a six-year-old, which I don't know that that's the target audience. Yeah, question. Was so that wasn't the last book. No. What's did you was what's are there how many? There books? are two books after this. Well, you finished all of them. No, we you have just two finished books. the books. Yeah, two more books left. Okay, so you don't know what the next. What's the next book? It's um, the magician's nephew, and, and he that said takes to place me, at the beginning. And he said to me tonight. I hope Lucy is in this one. And I said, ooh, she's not. Because that's his favorite character. I said, uh, this next book takes place before they ever even went into Narnia. And he's like, like looking at me like I'm an idiot. Like, Is she in The Last Battle? I don't, I've never read that one. Okay, so, and I think I'm I started. i say yes. I, I think, think I started re- actually reading The Magician's Nephew because I started there and then. Our friend Evan told us, no, read them in the order they were published. Um, that's the big, very, that's like the big before, uh, I'm guessing, like it's, it's the setup of what Narnia is, I'm guessing. Well, basically, and I remember I read that book first before my uncle reordered it. So I read that first, and the White Witch, you find out, is this, like, you know, it kind of does. Spoiler alert, which is why we decided to... No, I mean like when I was a kid reading The Magician's Nephew, when I got to Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, I was like, oh, I already know kind of what the deal is with this. Like, I wish I hadn't read that book first. You know what I mean? So you read Magician's Nephew first. And yes. Then you read... And then I read Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Okay. All right. 
I'm yeah. And which, so what our topic is, and we're not going to keep talking about Narnia, but it's basically it's just like an example of, um, you know, when there's different like a series, and we started talking about Star Wars or like Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. prequels versus like sequels, and like you know. I would say. So I was, I was thinking like, oh, Lord of the Rings, that's written both in a way it's published and chronologically, with the exception of The Cimmerillion, which is basically he wrote, I think, after all that, which is just, it's just like all this history of, of what that of that world of Middle Earth and where that comes from and all that stuff. So, but I mean, I've never read Cimmerillion. Um, You've never read it? Read it. Mm, see how easy it is? It's fairly easy. That's why I do it. Um. But like, like, so in other words, like, The Hobbit made sense. You read The Hobbit because it takes place before Lord of the Rings, and and, and, and you don't have any questions. No one, no one says read Lord of the Rings then The Hobbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had this discussion about basically why, like, wait, st- so Lord of the, wait, which one came out first? Hobbit. The oh, Hobbit was that the makes first. Sense. that makes sense. That it makes does. a lot of sense. It's actually it is the way it's, in my opinion, the way it's written is a lot more um, streamlined than. Lord of the Rings, where it's like I think, in the Hobbit is 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 just the complete story, like beginning, middle, and end of of Bilbo Baggins. And Lord of the Rings is kind of like, well, what happens after that? And that you know, it's just mm-hmm. gigantic sequel. But um, I don't know. It's like in, the thing like certain franchises they just jump around between something being a, a sequel. And something being a prequel, and like that made me think of Star Wars, which I, you know, people always ask, well, what, what, how would you watch Star Wars now that you have, we know all the numbers, so shouldn't you start with Episode One and go through Episode Nine? Yeah. Uh, to which I say, nay. I yeah. Well, you know my thoughts on it. But Is they it, don't. Yeah, I feel like you just you skip the first. You don't ever watch the prequels. <laughs> None of them. Uh, okay. You watch them how God intended. <laughs> Is that how God intended Star Wars to be watched? It's not how Lucas intended to be watched. Who cares about him? He went and tried to well, mess he, up everything. He made everything Star he, Wars. Let, all right. Mm. Anyways. Um, I mean, like, 4, 5, and 6, it's, what's interesting is... When Lucas made those films, he intended it to be kind of like this. He wanted to put the audience in the middle of the story. He didn't want them to start at the beginning. Because when he watched, like, there's these things in the theaters. Where there were all, all these things were done by episodes. And so you go and watch this series, mm-hmm. and there would be an episode. And so he's like, I don't need to explain all what happened before. Mm-hmm. We're just going to jump in. That's the Which fun. Which is interesting. And it's also why we love Star Wars. Uh-huh. There was so much. Because like, to the audience, we're learning the world of Star Wars from the perspective of, of Luke and Han, you know, uh-huh. and, and Leia, like we get, that's it. We don't need to know where Leia like, came from. Episode, we don't need to know. episode four. Well, it, the first three must have been pretty successful. So here we are in the fourth one, you know. Right, right. Yeah. It just kind of like it doesn't have to. I think the intent was that he didn't have to build up the story. Like he just mm-hmm. jumped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, it yeah it kind of gives you an out of trying to explain that. So then when he went back and goes, and goes well, you know, I really always wanted to do one, two, and three to explain that story. Even I was like, I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> but we all yeah. were excited to watch it because mm-hmm. we're like, that's more Star Wars. We haven't seen Star Wars in like from 83 to like 99. I feel like it's basically what happens to all of the greats. 
You know, it's like same with J.K. Rowling, same with uh, what's his name who did Game of Thrones. You know, I don't know about Outlander. I I have friends who really and like I'm, that. I'm, I'm okay I've not knowing about Outlander. I've never read it, but mm-hmm. I've seen a couple episodes with my mom. Yikes! Um, but yeah, so I don't know about that series. But I feel like it's like once you become famous when you're in the middle of a story or whatever. Like I kind of feel it changes the story. It's yeah. the money. It's yeah. the people are like you know what would be great. You know, we love how you ended Star Wars. You know, would be great is if you didn't end in Star Wars, and you yeah. told like, and we got to do all these things and make all these toys and all this merchandise. Um, and that's their lights. I mean, that that's the push of everything. I'm just like, like every, like you said, like um, I. Uh, there's so many franchises they bring back, and for the sole purpose of like nostalgia and like you know, you love this when you mm. watched the original. And that's watch. how I felt these were, pre- Star Wars specifically. In regards to the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to see that scrolling thing again, and it's going to be, you know, John Williams music, and you're going to feel that feeling again. <laughs> and then it just sucked from beginning to middle uh, to end. All three of them. And I will fight anybody who pretends that any of those movies were good. They were all awful. I, I, I believe they were all awful. I think the, thir- the last one, episode three, was the most least awful. And then it's like confusing for kids who don't even grow up with Star Wars, which is tragic. You know, like they, it, I was obviously born many years after it ended, the, you know, after all the originals were out. But when was the last one out? You mean this, of this last trilogy? No, originally. 77 was the to first 83. One. Yeah. So when they re-released them in the theaters was when I first saw them. And my mom was like, you have to see these in theaters. You, you, that's how they have to be watched, you know? And my mom's not a huge Star Wars fan, but, like, that was important. But she is a nerd. Yeah. And so, like, but nowadays, you know, kids are, they're probably just going to be like, oh, well, let's just watch one, two, and three. And to me, that ruins it. That ruins Darth Vader. I don't need to see him being a boy. I don't need to know about his midichlorians. I don't, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, So, have you heard of the Machete Order? Yeah, yeah, I never remember what that is. So the Machete Order is something like you watch episode, you watch Star Wars, you watch Empire Strikes Back, and then you jump back and watch episodes one, two, and three, and then you watch... Hold on. Star Wars. So after Empire. Empire. Then you do... Then you go back and watch episodes, you watch the prequels, and then you go back and watch Return except, of the Jedi. Except you don't, I heard you don't watch one. You skip. Some people skip one and go two, three. Two and three. I don't know. Two and three. I, I think the original Machete Order, I want to say, included one, but I could be wrong. But here's the thing. Here's when you know your movies are bad is when you have to come up with a machete order. And when the people <laughs> who are paying to see the movies are the ones who come up oh. with it. You know? Listen, I, I I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much that I will watch the prequels. But I, at the same time, when I think of Star Wars, it is not the prequels. It is definitely that original trilogy. And and regardless of the prequels or the sequels, the the seven, eight, nine that they just did, the original story that that Star Wars to me. Our kids will not be allowed to watch the prequels. I have yet. To, I won't even allow our kids to watch the special editions. I oh, have, of course not. I have de-specialized, lower res versions God. of the Star Wars just I, so they can watch it. Thank you. This is why. I, see, because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the thing when they. Oh gosh, why is there a special edition? On of of a of a movie like it's it you know there's 
once DVDs came out, we had all these, well, before DVDs, but still the concept of like, here's a director's cut, and here's an extended edition, mm-hmm. here's all these things. Like, mm-hmm. like what? but what is the, when you make a, a film or you write a book, what was your original intention? Like, did you feel when you finished that book or made that movie, you're like, you know what? I want to do a whole bunch more. <laughs> or were you like, no, I put all my time and effort and energy into making the best possible story that I could. That's probably what it was, right? You didn't go, you didn't go like afterwards go, you know what? be great if I told about uh, three more movies of this or what would be great is I took The Hobbit which was one movie and made the three movies mm. so I could tell every detail of that like uh, but you know and, and then then after that then I make an extended edition of The Hobbit <laughs> like <laughs> and I complain about this but I've watched the extended edition of The Hobbits yeah have I? Uh, no you have not mm. they're not I mean sh- whatever they're like they are what they are I I enjoy those that. yeah they're good um they're you know what's not good are the prequels they're awful so here's my and and now I, I i go back and forth with we have some friends who are very, very big star wars fans and they actually hate they hate the sequels 789 more than they hate the prequels it boggles my mind it boggles my mind 789 when i watched episode when i watched star wars new hope or the with the Force Awakens, I was like, "Oh hold, my gosh, hold. this is so good." Hold on. Yep, I'm right. Our friend, you mean Evan? Evan and Sean do not like. They wish that the sequels never existed. Like the Force Awakens. Sean won't like the prequels, I think, but Evan will somehow watch the prequels. Evan cried like a baby. I was with him when he was crying, like a little baby. Wow! In the theater. When and that wasn't his first nor second time watching that movie. It might have been his first time watching it in HD. Cause no, like, no, it, we were in the theater together. The Centopia. And he right. It was his at least second time watching it. Cause I saw it way later. He watched it with That's me. Nuts. He was crying. I said, Evan, what are you crying about? He said, It's just so sad. It's so tragic. Like, you know, because what's his name is like burning up. And I'm like, all right. I mean, he just murdered a bunch of kids. I I don't know that it's like what? Come on. Okay. Okay. And when we were talking about this earlier, and this is where my frustration for the prequels is, is that the whole point of the prequels, it came out of that very big, one of the early scenes in the original Star Wars where Obi-Wan's telling him about telling Luke about his father like I fought along I fought with your father alongside mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, Clone Wars mm-hmm. and we were best friends until uh, Darth Vader uh, destroyed d- him b- betrayed and murdered your father I thought he said destroyed he says it's something like betrayed and murdered like he betrayed him and murdered like his father and like so like that, that whole first movie like oh screw Darth Vader that guy's the worst uh-huh. and then the second movie like wait what cause like it's his dad like wait what and then like so whatever but when we pictured those as kids, it was this beautiful, like, we didn't have this kind of concept of, like, what they meant by Clone Wars. I didn't think it had anything to do with Stormtroopers because they never even talked about that. That was something they made up in the prequels. And this whole, like, betrayal and this, and this it seemed like the relationship between Darth Vader and Anakin had to be a very strong relationship. And therein lies the conflict. There was some sort of conflict that, that was so bad that they, that forced them. Um, to be on opposite ends of the spectrum of the Force. What, what reason could possibly could it possibly be that Darth Vader turned bad? 
is you know like that's what you thought of like what are they going to reveal when the prequels start coming like what's going to make Darth Vader Darth Vader mm-hmm. I didn't think it was because he I was a crybaby and thought like you know I don't even remember what it was What's the thing that Evan cries about? He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I really want to save Padme, but, yeah, but I can't because wait, hold I'm on. not strong. What's wrong with Padme? Because he was told um, that she died or something. She was. She he had a vision that she was going to die. So that's all that did it. A vision. And so he had a dream. So his whole journey is not anything of of. Uh, there's no strength and morality. It's all about like I need to become more powerful so I can have more control over everything that I do. That's the story of Darth Vader that they've given us, and that was not the story that I had pictured. It. I pictured him, him being him and Obi Wan cut from the same cloth, both being noble people. But ultimately, he had a, a, a tough decision forced upon him that he had like he had a moral crisis, and then that completely turned him. So there has to be a good enough reason for him not only to turn evil but to stay evil. And I did not buy into the fact that because Padme died, he now has to murder children. Right. Well, Chrissy murdered children before Padme died. Yeah, and also, I he know. killed Padme. He right. killed Padme. He force choked her because he thought for one instant that she had an affair with Obi-Wan. Hold you, on. Yeah. Hold you're, it. You're both against me. Hold everything. I cannot. Pause. Pause. Go ahead. He killed her? He force choked her. And that's what made her go into, hold on, hold, that's hold, what made her hold, go into labor. Hold on. You're saying that I'm going to have to watch this movie again? If you watch any of the prequels, the, the third I one is don't watch. remember that at all. That's literally what happens at the end of that movie. Like, and then Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan rushes her off to, you know, um, yeah, to, to the stage where Luke and Leia are born. Wow. All right. We can well, talk about this. We'll have to talk more. We're going to have to talk about this in, in episode episode two. Ooh. So we'll continue this discussion on the sequels sequel and prequels. about the prequels. Ooh. And here's... um, So listeners, if you want to, why don't you uh, respond, either message us on Facebook or leave a re- uh, recording on Anchor and let us know what are your some of your favorite sequels, prequels, mm-hmm. and what are your least favorite sequels and prequels and spinoffs. Yeah. Books, TV, movie, comic books, uh... That's all I. That's all I got. Movies, TV, yeah. Any, any, any sequel, no, prequel, yeah. sure. Book, and I think I'm gonna have to watch at least whatever part you're talking about with yeah. episode one. And I don't I, want to. Then I'll reveal my favorite and only justified prequel I've ever seen in a movie. Ooh, I'm interested. You already know it, I think. Okay. All right. So uh, we'd like to thank all our listeners, um, and like I said, if you want to leave a message, please do so. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, please like and subscribe. Um, tell your friends about it if you want. Uh, and I think I'm, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last podcast, but the key reason we do this podcast was one: we were we really wanted to do something during COVID and, and do something fun, and and but also we wanted to kind of leave this behind as kind of a uh, something that our kids can look back and listen to. It's kind of a way to kind of get a snippet of our lives and what, you know, they can listen back and go, oh, I don't I was... know why you're making it morbid. It's not morbid. No, it's just, we're not, not, we're not please, dead. Please let I us know if died. you wanted to, you know, like, like whatever people say mm-hmm. about subscribing. You've seen it on, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, also let I'll... us know who's right about WandaVision. Is it Ryan who is right or is it Sam who is incorrect? So, 
Um, thank you. And this goes out to all you late night parents out there. Godspeed.